This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good to have her back with us. On the line is Wendy Christine, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. How are you, uh, Wendy? Hope you're well today. I'm good. Thank you, Brad. Thanks very much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So two weeks ago, we were starting our conversation saying many people want to try a meat-free Monday or they want to try maybe more than just a Monday being meat-free. Some making the choice to go plant-based. There's a lot of um, hype around it at the moment. See even some Netflix documentaries on the benefits of a more plant-based lifestyle. But um, there's also some alarm bells that go off in this instance because there might be some uh, deficiencies when you follow a plant-based diet, Uh, Wendy. We need to be aware of those things, right? Yes. So I think it is always very important to assess your nutritional needs Mm. um, and to realize when you are going to cut out a food group, you are certainly going to have to make accommodations elsewhere to be able to bring those up to par to make sure that you're getting all your nutritional needs met. So there's a lot of good in following a more plant-based diet. One of those things, uh, there's a naturally high in fiber and low in fats, and there's a lot of other good things. Uh, so let's be reminded of those good things, Wendy. Yeah, so plant-based foods carry a, a wide range of phytochemicals, and those prevent chronic disease, and it makes them obviously then an attractive and healthy option for improved well-being. And with the fiber, your body is able to make good bacteria, You've got low saturated fat, so you've got much less of your um, cholesterol up and those kind of things. So from a health perspective, it really is a good, uh, a nice plan to follow. Um, yeah, and uh, one of those things that one would think you're getting less of is protein. That's often a conversation thrown around uh, to those that are following a more plant-based diet. And we discussed the protein aspect. Maybe we can just touch on it very briefly again, um, Wendy, for those who missed that conversation. Yes, so proteins are obviously essential for optimal health, and they, they provide the building blocks for all functions that happen in the body. So if we don't have sufficient protein, then we are going to not be able to, our body's not going to be able to make, make all the enzymes that are necessary. Mm. It's not going to be able to have the building blocks that are necessary to do the functions that it needs. But proteins are not the, I mean, meat is not the only source of protein that we get. Mm. So we can find other sources of dietary protein, but they are not necessarily all complete. So you get complete proteins and you get incomplete proteins. And your animal proteins are complete proteins because they have all the amino acid profiles within the food group, whereas your non-mixed um, proteins don't have all the amino acid profiles. So you often need to combine them to get the correct amount of amino acids and protein. Mm. I think that's going to be the key. So um, just remind us very briefly and just if you don't mind sharing us a short little list and remind us of some of those plant-based protein options. So things like lentils and beans, chickpeas, um, your nuts and seeds, soya products, and your whole grains. So, yeah, one thing that we have to remember then is, as Wendy just said, is we need to get those combinations just right. So this conversation is about the deficiencies. So let's have a look at some of of those deficiencies. The one I mentioned to you two weeks ago when we had this conversation, the one I'm seeing spread online the most is you're not getting enough vitamin B12 if you're not eating meat. Yes. That would probably be the most common one along with your iron. And B12 and iron often go hand in hand. But then also things like vitamin D, your omega-3 fatty um, acids, essential fatty acids, and, and zinc can also be um, sufficient in certain um, non-meat-eating people. So, so what, what's vitamin B12 all about that it seems to be leading these conversations? So what exactly is it and why do we need vitamin B12? 
So vitamin B12 is essential for many neurological functions in the body. It, it makes sure that your brain works properly. It makes sure that your nerves um, connect with one another. Um, it really is a very vital nutrient for our bodies. Um, and it's created by the bacterium that is found primarily in animal products. So it's broken down when we eat things like dairy products, meat, and eggs. But it is a very easy vitamin to supplement with. Ah. So if you aren't eating animal products, and you suspect that your vitamin B12 can be low. It's very easy to test in a blood test, first of all. And second of all, you can supplement with it. And sometimes foods are fortified with vitamin B as well. What are some of the symptoms we can look out for if we may possibly have a, a vitamin B12 deficiency? What, what signs are our bodies going to give us? So anemia is one of the typical ones. Um, depression and fatigue, uh, weakness in the body. Um, certain individuals can have increased cardiovascular issues. Um, brain function, so brain fog and things like that can be impaired. Um, and neurological disorders, so tingling in the hands and feet and a lack of sensation in the, in the hands and feet, any shaking, um, tremors, those kind of things can be um, a, signal, a sign that the vitamin B12 is a bit deficient. Mm. Uh, you mentioned vitamin D, uh, vitamin D3 specifically. Uh, um, I suppose this is something to consider as well when we're not getting outdoors much and we're staying all covered up um, during the winter months. Yes. Um, and your vitamin D, which is obviously your sunshine vitamin, is very important along with your magnesium and your vitamin K for maintaining your bone health. Mm. But it's also important for hormonal function and for your immune function. So if we don't get enough vitamin D and we're not exposing ourselves to the sun and we have low levels, when you're following a plant-based diet, it's very difficult to get sufficient vitamin D in because it's not in many plant, in many plant foods. You find it in eggs. Um, but some people are just not able to convert it from the sun so we can be deficient. And the problem with you know, a very strict um, plant-based diet is that your, your vitamin D is extracted from the, the wool of the sheep. So you know, certain people will not even consider taking a vitamin D supplement. Oh. So, you know, just weighing up those, certainly not vitamin D3 supplements. Is this, uh, you've spoken about getting a test for B12. Can uh, a test also um, tell yes. you more about a vitamin D deficiency? Yes. So vitamin D is also a very, very simple test to do. Right. We've uh, working through a nice list here. Um, you mentioned uh, at the beginning of our chat about omega-3 fatty acids. Yeah. Another one that's quite an interesting and, and hot debate with the, the plant-based diet. Um, your omega-3 fatty acids are very important for your cardiovascular health, your brain health. All the little cells are lined with fatty um, lipids, and your omega-3 essential fatty acids are necessary to maintain the integrity of those cellular walls. And so your fish and your eggs provide the most omega-3, but you can also get it from places like chia seeds and flaxseed, walnuts and hemp seeds. Mm. With a, with a plant-based diet, we have to be very careful that our omega-6 ratio doesn't rise way above our omega-3 ra- ratio. Because the omega-6 um, and omega-3 actually compete um, in, in the pathway. And the omega-6 tends to be a bit more inflammatory. So the omega-3 fatty acids are less inflammatory. So uh, we're working through this list. If you've just joined us, we're talking about uh, a, a meat-free diet, more plant-based, but some of the... Uh, 
deficiencies that you might experience. We've been chatting about vitamin B12, vitamin D3, and omega-3 fatty acids. This conversation also will be made available as a podcast, so you can listen in again and share. Um, iron, you mentioned, together with B12, that makes a lot of sense when you think about meat, uh, Wendy. So there's a potential iron deficiency too, but can't you find iron in, in, in certain fruit and veg and, and, uh, and that as well? Yes, so there are lots of um, fruits or vegetables that are rich in iron, but um, the iron can be less easily absorbed because of the fiber um, in the diet. And so if you're eating your, if you're combining your iron-rich vegetables with some vitamin C, it helps for the absorption of those. And uh, what about zinc, uh, Wendy? So zinc is commonly found in your beans and your legumes and your whole grains. But they, they have um, a, a compound or a component called um, phytic acid, which is a protected substance that the plant makes, um, to, uh, which, which when we consume it, mm. can block the absorption of zinc. It actually works as an anti-nutrient in the body. Oh. And the same can happen for iron, that you have these anti-nutrients through the phytic acid in certain vegetables, and um, it blocks the absorption of the nutrients that we're needing. But if we sprout or if we soak those grains well before cooking them, it reduces that phytic acid load and it allows for the enzymes to be activated so that the body can digest them more easily. Um, how do you know if you're not getting enough zinc in your diet? What signs is your body going to give you? Well, things like a weakened immune system, so you're constantly getting sick, you have wounds that take very long to heal, and people with poor sense of taste and smell hmm. can have um, lowered zinc um, so the key here again, um, we this, this sort of comes around. So I think there's a pattern people need to realize when we talk about health and food and taking care of our bodies. Test if you're unsure. Um, so many things we speak about. There's a test available to be able to check. Are there deficiencies in these vitamins? Have it checked and then just uh, eat in balance, Wendy. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and don't worry, you know, if you are choosing a lifestyle like this, don't wait until you start feeling symptoms to test. Do sort of a, a, a baseline test as you start your plan. Check every three or four months and, and just monitor your levels. It's easy enough to do it. not that expensive. Um, and at least you can get on top of it rather than trying to catch up later. Um, it, it will help you to maintain your, your levels adequately that way. And since there are supplements for all of these things, the key, though, am I right? Rather try and get it in with the food you eat and let supplements supplement it as opposed to being your go-to only? Yes, although with a plant-based diet, you may need the supplements. Supplements in, in a plant-based diet are mm. probably, you're more likely to need the supplementation. Yeah, it's worthwhile getting it checked out. Thanks so much for answering some of the questions many people wonder about when wanting to follow a more plant-based lifestyle. Balance is key, and that's from Wendy Christine, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Uh, Wendy, at Integrated Health Solution, do you do these tests if someone wants to check for B12, D3, and the like? Is something you can do? It's something that I can refer them for. We send them to the pathologist, and um, they can have them done. Otherwise, they can go and have them done to their doctors. Ah, there you go. Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Thanks, Wendy. We love hanging out with you on a Thursday. Keep warm and dry and safe, and we'll chat next week. It's a pleasure. Have a good day. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.